1: Just a quick note before we get started with today's episode, this podcast is supported by the amazing team at TRX. Their suspension trainers are designed for pros and built for everybody to use wherever you are. I see these in high-end gyms and the homes of trainers, coaches, and fitness enthusiasts like me all over the world. The TRX app contains more than 100 videos to train you at every level and improve you every day. TRX is the world's most versatile, affordable, and effective gym, and we're happy and proud that they're sponsoring the Quality of Life podcast. Hello and welcome to the Quality of Life podcast, hosted by me, Raham Harrag, the youngest Arab and the first Saudi woman to climb Everest and the Seven Summits. We speak to the biggest themes in fitness, sports, health, and nutrition in the GCC and the world. Today we're welcoming Dominika Sofranikova. Domi is a full-time presenter and a fashion model working with Supercar Blondie, sharing her passion for cars. She got a serious passion for wellness after she started working to be able to create a future for herself at the age of just 14. I can't wait to hear more about her journey, her challenges and her vision for the future of sports. Domi, Dominika, can you please tell me what? quality of life means to you what does that phrase mean to you how do you define it
2: wow that's a very hard question know, isn't it right it's easy to that's say that's a but very hard, hard question and it's actually very hard to choose the path you're going to answer it as well because it can be about your lifestyle it can be about your routine it can be about people that you surround yourself with so it's very very hard and layered to answer. And, layered. And, layered. and layered yeah because there's so many aspects to it like that's a conversation for like Five hours and he would still be going and going on. Let's go with um, the simplest form of what do you, how do you define quality of life? Simplest terms. I think for me, it would definitely be balance, but we'll also be finding purpose. Mm-hmm. So finding that something that drives me every day to get up, to wake up, to focus on, and to be very passionate about. Something that, you know, has a meaning to that life. And that will make it a quality life, like a good quality life. That if I know I'm doing something I love, if I know I'm with people I love, and work most importantly, because if we think about that, we spend incredible hours at work, working for ourselves or for other people, working on us. That work is such a huge part of our everyday and of our life and of the quality that we live. Because if we do work at the environment that isn't happy and it's toxic and it's just dreadful, you will become that person and the quality of your life will go crazy down. But then, you know, when you work in a happy and positive environment with people you love, your life will be a good life. It will be a good quality life because you are creating something you love. You're doing something you love with people you love. It doesn't matter if you're working for a company or you work for yourself and on yourself. It's just that happy mind will create that happy life. And that's actually a reason why I'm trying to figure out which way to go left or right, work for myself or work for someone. And if to work for someone, then who is that right person and what is that, that good way? to go you know because I recently um left my company that I worked for um Supercar Blondie what was, and what was the I was the presenter job? for Supercar Blondie so I would review very cool cars and tech and I was doing a gaming channel as well so a lot of uh, the you know like boyish stuff because I'm not exactly the girliest of the girl
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah there's not many
2: of us you know that <laughs> There's no many of us. Like when all my friends were playing with Barbie dolls and stuff, I had to help my dad. Me neither. I, I had to do be a Barbie. garage like black oiled with cars playing with Legos and stuff. Oh, me too. Oh, oh we, we need to have, have a around. coffee.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. We're in the same yes. city, so we have to. But you were saying that there's something that
2: made you leave. So what was that? I really had the dream job with the best team ever with people I loved. And after, after some time, a big amount of those people started leaving. And I realized the environment went from 100 to 5. And I actually felt empty, but also just devastated every day. Like getting up in the morning, I was just, I had no energy. I had no work drive. I had no self-drive. I stopped going to gym. I didn't stop the passion for the cars and everything, but I stopped the passion for going in there, which was probably one of the saddest moments of my life. And I'm not even joking, like realizing that, oh my God, I don't want to get up and I'm starting to eat junk food. I'm starting not to go to the gym and I'm starting to let myself down because of the job was horrible. Also leaving that place was the most painful thing.
1: I'm sure because you love it. Cause I'm, I'm yes. sure it taught you a lot and it gave you a lot, yeah. but sometimes you have to, you know, go to somewhere else. I'm always grateful for the, for the, for the, all the experiences, good and bad. And however hard it is because it gives you a, a lesson and teaches you a new, a new skill when you go somewhere else but it's always hard it's never easy you mentioned things or influence or, or things that influenced you that made you want to move or made you want to you know change I'm so curious what are the things that influenced you the most or who are the people that influenced you the most um, and 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 what are these things that helped you reach to who you are today?
2: Oh, I have big time. You know, I think I would probably say there were three people that influenced me the most. You know how when you're a teenager and you're young, you always have these idols of, I don't know, celebrities or actresses of singers or someone, you know, I've never had any of those. Like I had my mom who went through such a hard time in her life, who was I can't even get into the details because it's absolutely terrible. And I always just look up to her because why look at an idol? I of a random person I've never met. When you can look at a superhero you have at home. And she literally, since I was a little kid and I started realizing what she's doing for us and you know, like it sort of made you, you see things so much differently I was like, I'm never going to look up to some singer who I don't know, just because he's got a, she's got a nice body and she sings. I'm going to look up to the real here. I have a time. So that would be probably the first person that influenced me. And when I was 14, she trusted me enough to say, yeah, go on your own journey, go travel and you do you, you know? So that would be probably the first one. The second one would be this girl who bullied me at school and Actually, thanks to her, I am where I am today because she was absolutely terrible that it pushed me to the level that I said, you know what? I can't be like this anymore. I was 13 years old. I'm going for this elite model casting and I will make it somewhere. Bravo for taking pain and making it power. Yeah, you know, I, I for until this day, I think if I meet her one day face to face, I would have to say, you know, that's all thanks to you because you are so mean to me because probably if she were not, I would never, I will never find balls or how do you say it differently? I would never find the courage to, to do that step. I would never, I never had self-confidence in anything, but that day, That one day she was so mean to me that I got home and I'm like, mom, I really, really want to go to the next city. And I really want to try discussing. It started like, I don't know, 6 p.m can we please go? And my mom said nothing. I think she kind of knew, but she didn't know because I wouldn't tell her. But she knew that there was a drive. There's, yeah. Why was she so mean to you? I don't know. I think we, I went to this girls and boys school, which was for like sports. It, it was like a sports school. So we had hockey players and we had volleyball players. And I think because they were the cool kids, you know, and we were the, the, the cool kids whenever, wherever and whenever we showed up, that... I think she had this confidence or actually she might not have the confidence. She just wanted someone to attack that. There was a lot of bullying in the whole class, like from the boys from, yeah, I actually had my, my classmate, who's a boy and has kids now, reaching out to me after he heard my story in the morning show in a TV, saying he's been struggling till this day, and we are thirty years old now. He's been struggling to this day with a lot of mental issues. He's going to the That's doctors. Horrible. Yeah, and he's not the only one. I have heard this from well, other classmates. Yeah, that,
1: but it's just going like this unchecked. Yeah. Like
2: I'll tell you an example, right? So they would take us through the between the classes, you know, you have the break. I don't know. It's like 10 minute break. They would take you, put you on your desk, tape you with a hockey tape to the desk and they get coins and like smack them, like smash them against your tummy. And which one leaves the bigger mark that person wins. And you're a 13-year-old girl still, That's you know, horrendous. shy that you have to wear a bra or, and so, yeah. Like, That's these horrendous. are the least of the things. And ah, it happened to me shame, many times. Man. And, shame. yeah, and instead of us girls, that what I really like Band now, together. like, now I have this, these girls, there's a lot of mean girls still, you know, at our age. But there is so many girls that are trying to do good for each other and stand there for each other and help each other. That I Brother. love this so much. And that's one of the reasons why I, when I heard about this podcast, I was like, Yes, oh let's job. go. You know, girls were girls. Thank you. But yeah, um, that day she was very mean to me. I know she stole some stuff from me. I can't tell you what, but she oh stole God. some stuff from my from my bag. And when we went for the practice for the volleyball training, I know I know she did something mean, but I can't tell you what it was. But then I had one pimple here, one pimple here. And she made a huge joke and a huge scene about it in a changing room. This girl sounds sad. She's got two she kids help. now. She needs yeah, help. I really yeah. hope she's going to be nicer. I'm sorry went through
1: that, but, but it's a testament to your character and yeah. who you are that... Horrible treatment made yeah. you a better person.
2: So yeah. bravo, on and you, Tommy, I'm gonna keep going with the bad experience. Probably the third person was my ex partner who was abusive, and uh, I would, whenever I would meet him, I hope I never do, but in case I do, I will tell him, you know, thank you, because actually. Because of what you did, I was able to speak to a lot of people who went through this. I was able to help some people who went through this, not only physical, but mental abuse as well. And it's actually a very... It was a very bad thing that turned out into a very good thing because I've been, I'm going to publicly speak at this school in Slovakia in a couple of weeks, encouraging kids and girls. And yeah, it's things that people don't really talk about and they are scared to talk about it. But I went through it and someone else is suffering like I did and I never had anyone to talk about it because people wouldn't listen or they didn't care or they didn't believe it because they knew how fun this person was and how charming and amazing this person was they would never be like oh no he would never I'm like he what you know like you yeah, but it's you you're you took it the right way
1: some people get broken by that and it made you stronger
0: fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.
1: I'm curious, has there been a book or, it doesn't have to be a book, but like, Mostly books, or or something that has inspired you that you would advise me to read, or that, and the reason why wh-
2: why did it inspire? You? I'd like to know. Wow, that's a very good question. I've been reading books a lot before I went to travel, and I think there was one book that really um, stuck in my mind when I was I was fourteen. Like this is a long time ago, and there was this book about Coco Chanel and about how she went through everything. And she was quite minish, quite bossy, but she stood by what she believed in and what she dreamed of and she made it. And I think that was one of the books that I went with. Wow, she could have done it back then when these things are really not possible for a woman in a lot of senses. And she made it where she, where she is right now, where her name is right now. And I think she, that was the first book i really, really took to my heart. It's a weird one, but I was in fashion and that was something. I think it was life of Coco Chanel, mm-hmm. all the okay, truth about Coco Chanel, something like that. It was, do you know the writer? I can send you the picture. I cannot tell you the Please writer, but it was a Would very good reading. It was really, really good. There were thoughts that I literally was like, wow. I can relate like as a girl, I can really relate about this.
1: Oh, I think it would be a good one yeah, for me to relate. It, it was very interesting. You mentioned, um, so you travel a lot and I can relate as well, because we're always traveling a lot. Can you give me an idea of your day to day? Uh what's a typical day like in Domi's world and also what type of diet do you have? What type of food? How do you handle, you know, the, the, the cravings, the cravings? that you have?
2: Oh. Tony would talk about the cravings. <laughs> I'm the only girl that hates chocolate. <laughs> no, you're not. chocolate. <gasps> like yes, you serious? Is. I like hazelnuts. I love hazelnuts. <gasps> I don't like <gasps> hazelnuts are my favorite thing in the world. Oh my god! I don't god. like chocolate. I like hazelnuts. I'm taking you on and a people... date because my friend <laughs> is a <laughs> baker and she created this cake called Dominatrix, and it's a hazelnut pastry. <laughs> I need this. on a I love girl. Hazelnut. <laughs> That's it.
1: That's it. You're my, you're my soul sister. You're my chocolate soul sister. Well, not chocolate, We're hazelnut soul sister. So is that your, is that your favorite food or is that like a treat? That's a
2: treat. That's a treat. But I okay. even What's do like a pesto pasta and I put roasted hazelnuts on top with a lot of parmesan.
1: Mm. <laughs> nice.
2: I pasta all the way. But I think, um, I was i must have been some japanese person in previous life because i can eat noodles and ramen and hot pots for breakfast really? lunch and dinner and i never get tired like of it, it.
1: yeah i like that it makes it easier i'm I'm much more really mature. i'm vegetarian um, so yeah, i'm very
2: interesting
1: i like to change the type of food but i like simple foods um so basically on a cheat day you'd have noodles i
2: would have noodles on every day <laughs> on a cheat day i don't know every day is a cheat day i like how it's simple i I used to be on a very strict diet while i was modeling so he would be like on a on a on a not cheap day i have a salad but all the other days it literally was like that like paris and and new york and london fashion weeks I would be on one apple per day, gigantic Starbucks coffee. I don't even listen to that, but it's at least I'm teaching someone not to do that. You know, I would be a liter of water, one diet Coke, one apple, or if I was a very good girl and walked a lot, two apples or something very simple, bag of strawberries with few nuts, but I would count the nuts. So like five nuts. Five almonds is more than enough because that's a lot too caloric. Yeah, but on non-fashion week, I would probably be on one salad and the porridge for breakfast, and that would be it. And I was smoking. Oh god, I don't do that anymore. Um, did you quit? Um, I quit six or seven years ago. I woke up one wrong morning on and I was like, "This is wrong." I work out so much. I I was a, I'm a heavy heavy workout person. I was until some stuff happened then back in November, but I'm getting back to it. Um, but Take uh, yeah, I do MMA and I do a lot of stuff because I'm very hyperactive. So I always need to move. Oh,
1: I love that. You, you seem like a very, very active person, but I'm curious to know what is your approach to wellness? I mean, being active is also important, but wellness is just not, not just physical. It's also mental. So do you meditate? Um, are you more holistic? Are you more, um, you know, you don't fix it. If, if, don't, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Cause I'm like that. I'm, I, I'm like, if, if it doesn't, if there's not a problem, then don't change it. So what's your approach? To well, wellness? because
2: I'm quite all over the place and I'm quite too energetic. I can't meditate. I cannot focus. I cannot focus. Uh, my friend j- drugged me to this yoga class. That was An hour long, and they were like, "Find your inner circles, close your eyes." I'm like, "I can't be here, guys. I'm sorry. I need to go." I tried so (laughs) many times. I just
1: can't. I just can't. I've tried a lot. I think we're the
2: same person. We just don't know. Very similar. I can't. I think for me, the. If I know it's been too much, but I always try to push myself to the next level. I never tell myself, sit down, breathe. You need to chill. I'm always just like, if I don't do more, I'm failing. And that's my biggest fear. Like failure for me is just a very scary word. So I just always push myself until it's so much that someone tells me to okay, you need to slow yeah, but down.
1: That's, yeah, but that's also something you have yeah. to work on because you can't just constantly um, push, push, push. Um, I know. I want to know what's something you're proud of achieving, something that you've achieved that you're proud of, and what is the biggest challenge you faced in the industry you're in um, and in the space? That, what do you think is the biggest challenge? So something you're proud
2: of and the biggest challenge you I that think faced. something I'm proud of is um, when I was modeling, I had targets, I said, if I hit them, I'm very happy with me. And I'm quite short. I'm only 171, 171, 171, depending who measures it. <laughs> so it means I'm not one of the tallest models ever, but I did jobs that are incredible. I've been featured in five folk magazines, which is a big achievement. I did campaign for Chanel. I traveled all over the world, do modeling and just the campaigns and brands and and magazines I achieved is I think uh, something I'm very, very proud of. And also working for SuperCar Bondi is a giant achievement because of course not everyone gets to be a presenter for them. And now the biggest challenge was, that's very hard because there were a lot of them. I, I think the biggest challenge was to be away from the from, from your family since you're 14 and always having to be on your own, work on your own, not being able to call your parents whenever you, you needed them. And just, you know, be on your own with different people every week in a different city or a different country with different roommates. It's it's the best and the hardest. And I know I've been going through a huge emotional roller coaster when I was abusing myself for not being tall enough, not being skinny enough, even though I was. But in my mind, I would always compare me with someone who's 180 and I'm there like, oh, you know, hello. But I think that the biggest challenge was fighting my own mind. Bravo on you. And you managed to make a successful
1: life, even though you started when you were 14 with all the challenges. So I'm very curious. And if, it would be great if you can share with me and the listeners, what do you think is your mantra for success? What do you think was the, the reason for you to succeed? If you could choose one thing, what would that thing be for success? Oh, wow! I'll give you an advice. Me, I say it's discipline mm. for me. What helped me succeed was my discipline. I worked really hard, but
2: discipline helped me. Yeah. What do you I think think you? my one was it's very hard because there's a lot of things going through my mind right now I think just I had the work drive I don't think it was the discipline because I always am very hard on my on on like I think I'm always very hard on me so I don't really think it, it was the discipline I think it was more that I always had this goal of making my family proud in a way and making my mom proud. And I think that's what was driving me to go through anything I was going through. I think that was what was pushing me. I, I, it's very hard to say. I,
1: I get you. It, you had, your drive is to be better and to improve and to, to make your I mom think.
2: proud. And that's what made you successful. I think, so that, that's very, I think that would be one honorable. of the the main things I think. And I think, mm-hmm. After some time, what got me where I am right now is that I never actually changed. I stayed in the same line, no matter. what. and I, I I met a lot of clients I worked with a lot of many years ago, and and people I still work with now, and they are like, you know what, you're always the same. Like no matter what, you're the same. I it. It's the best compliment, yeah, isn't it? Such a yeah, lovely compliment. It's actually one of the best because you know. Money and and jobs and stuff, people People change change. people. And unfortunately, usually not to better. I don't think it changed
1: as much as it shows the true nature of the person so bravo that people give you that and it's an testament to your character <laughs> that you haven't changed and speaking of change you've been in the region for a while now so i'm so curious to know what's your thoughts about women in sports in the region in general but specifically in saudi arabia what are your thoughts how do you
2: think sport is going to be for saudi women in the future i think everything there is getting much better now i think women have so many more opportunities and and I really think it's going to bloom and I really hope all the ladies out there with the vision, with a passion and with a dream, get to accomplish all of them. I've seen it grow so fast. I'm yet to come and visit. I haven't visited yet and I really want to, I have a lot of friends who live there and they are so happy sharing the changes and sharing how it is. And I've really, Hope I I had a friend, I'm not going to mention her name, and she had this big dream of becoming an athlete in Saudi Arabia, and she wasn't allowed because of her family. They didn't want her to do these things. They wanted her to be at home and become a housewife and be a mother and stuff like that. And she actually put her foot down and said, I am not getting married. I don't want your money. I don't want anything, and I will do what I do best and she is an incredible fitness lady right now you have to I, introduce me to her I don't know if she likes to <laughs> video but I will have happily do that yeah and I'm I'm very happy to see that it was a very closed mindset, if I can... If, I don't know if we can say that, but I... It, it's changed. Yeah, it's yes, it's why It was
1: a very closed mindset, but it's absolutely changed, even in my career in my generation. Yeah, we can say that because yeah. it's changed. It's actually a good thing. We're actually
2: giving a, a, a compliment. It's a good thing that it to, changed. Well done. Yeah. I oh. even see changes in Dubai. I've been here for eight years. I can see the changes here. I just really hope that yeah, young girls and young women, and not even young, any age group of women in Saudi and Middle East in general get to finally do what they love do what they're passionate of and just go out
1: there absolutely and if you can see the amount of new athletes and new and new sports and new teams and new uh, clubs it's 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 really getting there um and which this brings me to my last question to you what advice would you give to someone who wants to break in the field that you're in and the new generation of, of, you know, media people? Who, what would you tell them? What would the one piece of advice?
2: Just be? be patient. Just be patient. Do not listen to your criticism. If anyone tells you anything bad, if people comment anything, because people are mean, don't read comments, don't read comments. Oh, you only care about yourself, yourself and you nobody else. Just you put a barrier around your eyes and you go after the dream you want to achieve. It might take a year. It might take a week. It might take 10 years, but you will never have to regret that. You didn't try. You didn't go out there and you didn't go after what you want and your dreams. Just focus on you. Give it time. Give yourself time to adjust, to accommodate, and just go after what you want and just stay yourself. That's the most important. Just don't change because someone tells you to change. Don't tell, you know, people been telling me, Oh, you talk too fast. Oh, you have this accent and you have this accent and you do this and your hair is not brown enough. Your hair is not blonde enough. You have, I get that your hair. Is yeah. Not and I'm enough. like, yeah,
1: I get that. It's again.
2: none of your business. I look like this. I was born like this. I don't put fillers in my face. So you can't even say my face is changing. So you know what? This is how I am. This is my energy. This is how I talk and do hand adjustments or whatever. So if you don't like it, just don't watch. If you don't like it, there's the door. I I completely (laughs) relate. I get a lot of
1: criticism too. And I always say that be the, be, be the most authentic version of who you are and not a cheap yes, copy of someone exactly. else. And, and, you know, fashion changes, style changing When I was growing up, they, they kept telling me that my hair was too fluffy and my eyebrows were too thick. And they, they kept telling me these things. And now they all wish they had that. So, and also I was very athletic. So I, I never had a big upper body. I had a bigger lower body and everyone was like, and in the end, you just have to love who you are and to be more authentic so i salute you for being authentic thank i salute you. you for being um true and real and genuine and very warm and i'll take you up on that offer because that was back to the hazelnut. awesome <laughs> but i just wanted to thank you for your lovely spirit and um keep keep being you keep you. being authentic and
2: same go right thanks for being to with you. us thank you for thanks having me <laughs> and i see you super guys <laughs>
1: Thank you so much for listening to the Quality of Life podcast, hosted by me, Ram Harag, and produced by Pineapple Audio Production. Please follow us and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And keep listening every Friday morning and Tuesdays for our mini bonus episodes.